Midterm elections are less than a week away, and there's some on the left putting a crazy spin on the Paul Pelosi attack. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Download and subscribe to my daily podcast to hear me get right into the news of the day. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. Took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us. You know how it's supposed to work is that we go and we cast a vote. Right. We cast our vote. And then you count it in the same day. Yep. That's how this works. You go and then you count it in the same day. And then we learn who is going to be the elected official for which the election is being held to determine. That's how this works. Not this whole, well, it'll take a day. It's going to take a day to count it. It's going to take a couple days, maybe. No. I mean, we paid our tax dollars so that we could kind of learn in a, you know, a, a kind of a fast fashion. You have one job. These people have one job. When they handle elections, which we're going to talk about, we're going to we're going to dive into all of this. Happy Election Day. The day is finally here. It feels kind of weird. Because here on the Dana show, we've counted down like how long? How long have we counted down? Like we're like, oh, it's here. Election Day's here. It's going to be like in a couple of weeks or so. It's going to. And now it's actually here. So uh, happy Election Day to you. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, reporting for duty. And uh, we're going to walk you through this whole insane day. We're going to get you through all of it. So where do we start? I have so much for you. So bear with me because I'm going to be shuffling. I don't have actual paperwork. You guys know I hate paperwork and I hate things. I just hate that stuff. So you guys know I'm going to be shuffling some stuff around. But I have a lot, I'm, I have a lot of notes for you. This is what we're going to be doing. I'm going to tell you what to watch for and some key moments in the night that this files under what to watch for. There's going to be some key things that you're going to want to look at. We're going to dive into all of that. We're also going to look at the latest spin from the left to try to justify their, their what's going to be a really bad election for them. Uh, so we have that for you as well. 
Uh, we'll also, coming up, we're going to talk with uh, Ken Cuccinelli. He used to work with RNC. Now he's dealing with election integrity. We're going to talk with him, too, uh, as to, like, some of the stuff that we're here, some of the headlines that I have about Maricopa County and others. Like, what what's going on here? What could have been done to prevent this? And this is one of the things where, you know, I, you know, I tell you, it's very important the people that you have running these elections because that's I mean, it, you these people have political uh, affiliations. And I think that kind of is important because I tend to think one party does a better job than the other. So we're going to get into all of that. So welcome to the program. Dana Lash, your lovable curmudgeon here with you to get you started. Election day. We're going to be riding this coverage all day long. All right. So what is the latest? What do we got? We had the president, who, uh, the former president who trolled everybody yesterday. He was at a uh, uh, an event for it was in Ohio and he was there with Mike DeWine. He was there with Jim uh, DeMint. He was there with J.D. Vance. He was he was there uh, pushing in Ohio. J.D. Vance, as you know, was up against Tim Ryan. And that's been a, a really that's been one heck of a fight. And so we are uh, everybody. I think I think he trolled everybody into watching it. So that he got free campaign time for everybody, which actually was smart. I, I mean, that's like smart to do. He got every, he got free campaign time for all those folks. That's great. That's great. Keep doing more of those things. He didn't announce anything yesterday. So uh, this is what we have. Some of the latest. The Department of Justice has sent poll monitors to 24 different states to ensure compliance with federal voting laws. Now, they have no right at all whatsoever in doing this. They have no right to do this. In fact, we know they have no right to do this because you have states like Florida and Missouri. I told you yesterday that Missouri told them to go pound sand. uh, And Florida has done the same. Florida also rejected it. They said this is counterproductive and it actually could undermine, it could potentially undermine uh, confidence in the election process, which that that seems, yeah, I mean, I totally see that happening. That seems like that's, yeah, it would be. So they said no. Uh, they said it's not going to happen. The DeSantis administration warned Biden's Department of Justice Monday that Election Day poll monitors are not permitted inside of these polling places under Florida law, which, by the way, this they the, the Department of Justice has no right to demand it. And there is no penalty at all whatsoever they can enforce. None. This is just them trying to throw their weight around. That's all it is. The DOJ released a list of 64 BS jurisdictions within 24 states. They were going to send attorneys to, quote unquote, monitor for compliance with our voting rights. Broward County, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach County. It's interesting, Miami-Dade, because that's always historically gone Democrat. And there's a, a the rumor is, rumor, the uh, projection is, is that there's a lot of uh, uh, GOP early turnout and people are kind of shocked with the Republican turnout in Miami-Dade. Uh, that's going to be a county to watch. Very interesting. So... They said that no Florida statutes, you know, Department of Justice personnel are not on the list of the uh, one of uh, the the subsection 102313A of the Florida statutes list of people who may enter a polling room or a polling place. So you don't get to come in. So they just shut that down right away. Missouri did similarly. Their secretary of state blasting the DOJ yesterday. I shared that tweet with you in the sub this the following statement, too. So they were completely turned out now. Here's what's to what something to watch in uh, Pennsylvania. There's not even a damn vote counted, and the Democrats are already filing suits. John Fetterman's campaign is already suing. They want all undated ballots counted. So that means a ballot that you don't even know when the hell it was dropped off. They want that counted. 
Now, there's a reason why we have ballot stamping, why we have dates on ballots. Do you guys know why we have dates on ballots? We have dates on ballots because it's incredibly important to make sure that the ballot was cast during the time that the election was held. And so they said, no, there's tens of thousands of undated and maybe wrongly dated ballots. Well, that was a it was a a Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling. And this is so they're already suing. They're saying that any ballot with no date or the incorrect date, all those they, they want basically everything counted. Now, I'm totally fine with counting ballots that are submitted during the election time. But a ballot where you can't just you can't verify. Look, we're grown ass people. Y'all can figure out to put make sure that your damn ballots have a date on them. Okay, it is not anybody else's responsibility nor fault to make sure that your ballot is getting where it's supposed to be if you are, if it's a mail-in ballot or whatever. That is your damn responsibility. You have a job as a citizen. All these people sit here talk about freedom, but you can't even bring yourselves to make sure you got a damn date on your ballot. Are you kidding me? No. We're not counting every single thing. That's not how that works. If you can prove that your ballot was cast during the election time, yay, high fives. I don't care how the result ends up. If it's Democrat or Republican, sure, fine. But if you can't, then no. If you don't have a date on it, that's the way it is. Now, this is a big fight that they've been having. And they're saying, oh, well, the state can't utilize election practices that are burdening the right to vote. I mean, there's all kinds of arguments being made over this. This is one of the things we're going to be talking about later when we are asking about ballots and the whole election process and integrity. So, of course, as I said, of course they are. They're already filing a suit before a vote has even been counted. Now, in Nevada, the entire Senate race is hinging on turnout. In fact, Technically, it's two things. It's Latino voters and turnout. But I think turnout is the biggest thing because there are tons of Republicans in Nevada. A lot of them didn't turn out for the last election. And I think that that was one of the reasons why you got the results that you did. Uh, But you got to turn out. You have to have to have to turn out. And I know that they were saying that it was expected to rain today in Nevada. That should not at all whatsoever deter you because liberty is on the line. That's all there is. Liberty is on the line. So in Nevada, it all comes down to turnout. And there's some there's some indications. It looks like enthusiasm is really lagging on as it relates to Democrat voters, because Democrats led by one percent early in person voting. We talked yesterday to the Republican nominee for Senate, Adam Laxalt, about this, that that translates to about five thousand two hundred ballots. So that actually spells some trouble. Uh, That spells some problems for Democrats. If they're leading just barely by 1% in early in-person voting, the Democrats have always led in early voting, which is why whenever you, I don't know if you've ever looked at some of the totals as their votes are tallied, when everything comes in, it always looks like Democrats are taken because you have the, you, that's, this is how it's, how it's, how they're tallied. And so in Nevada, by leading just by 1%, just a little over 5,000 ballots, that's a lot, that's spelling some enthusiasm trouble for the Democrat incumbent in Nevada. And that, by the way, is one of the states absolutely to watch. In fact, you're going to be looking at Nevada. You're going to be looking at uh, Pennsylvania. You're going to be looking at Wisconsin, although I'm less concerned about Wisconsin. I think the most vulnerable Democrat incumbents are actually in Arizona, New Hampshire, Nevada, and Georgia. And so those are the states where we're really going to be watching, particularly Nevada, Georgia, and Arizona. You have Blake Masters, the Republican nominee in Arizona, and Nevada, obviously, we just were talking about Laxalt. And in Georgia, you 
you have Herschel Walker, who said yesterday there's not going to be no runoff. He's going to go to victory on this thing. And I hope he does, because it's about damn time we stop allowing Democrats to select what Republicans are going to want running what seats. And I ain't going to hear a single thing from Democrats about the quality of candidate when you all put people forward like Charlie Crist and when you all put people forward like Robert Bader O'Rourke, when you all put people forward like Gavin Newsom, when you all put people forward like Amy Klobuchar or Andrew Cuomo or Kathy Hochul or Big Gretch. How dare I go on? So this is what we those are the these are the areas that we're looking at. Now, here's a couple of things. And like I said, I'm going to break this down more as we get deeper into the program today. So you might have heard some of the prognosticators talking about a number of different areas to watch. It's very interesting. Normally, I would never say to use New York as one of your measures of how well it's going to go for midterms, because that's insane. It's New York. But in New York, you have a handful of house seats that are really worth watching. You've got uh, a few in some of the suburbs in New York City. You've got a couple in Nassau County. That's out in Long Island. Those are the third and fourth districts. You've got one in Lower Hudson Valley. Uh, you also have the third and fourth districts, by the way. One of the reasons I know these so well is because Kathleen Rice is in one of those. She's the one who called me a domestic terrorist verbatim on Twitter. She's decided to leave. Uh, and then you have Patrick Maloney, who is the representative up in the 17th district. He's the chair of the campaign arm for the DNC uh, that actually technically the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and so he has a huge he's going up against uh, Mike Lawler uh, and and it's in Lawler's apparently he's been well funded which is kind of unusual for a Republican in New York so it, if you have in two out of even three of these that's that signals a bad night that's one thing to watch that means that's a potential bad night now, some people are saying, oh, New Jersey could watch the 5th Congressional District down there. There's Andy Kim in the 3rd. There's a couple of others. But I think those looking at New York, looking at those seats, those handful of House seats, two of the three. So keep an eye on that. That's going to be a bellwether for you. Another bellwether is in Virginia. We're going to deep dive on this a little bit because there's a handful of districts that haven't technically really been uh, Republican strongholds. And if two if two of them go the way of Republicans, who boy, the night may be over. Uh, if three of them go, whew, I mean, we're looking at a major, major. We're, I mean, I, I think ABC saying that it's a red mirage. I don't agree with that. That's not what I'm saying. So we're going to go, we're going to dive into all of this. We're going to look at some of the enthusiasm. We're going to look at some of the early turnout. Uh, we're also going to look at. Uh, the uh, we were telling you the lawsuit's already flying. We're going to look at the stats, current makeup of House and Senate, projected makeup of House and Senate. Uh, and we're also going to get into some of this media spin. Later on, we're going to talk about what uh, what's happening at the at the polling places with Ken Cuccinelli. He's head of the uh, Election Transparency Initiative. Questions you want to know, like where were the slowest tallies occur? Who runs elections in each state and county? How could Maricopa problems have been averted? We'll get into all of that rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. 
So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, a conversation, and sign up for this new, completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So first up here, oh boy, Earth's population is going to hit 8 billion next week. We're just still waiting for that sweet meteor of death, everybody. Key milestone for humanity as life expectancy increases. The headcount already tripled to 2.5 billion as of 1950. Hmm. United Airlines is going to block off more seats on each of its flights this winter to help weight and balance of aircrafts because the FAA says that everybody got fat probably over the lockdown. They said average passenger has gained as much as 34 pounds. Are you kidding me? Oh boy, the American waistlines continue to widen. Hey, does everybody remember when Jen Psaki was making fun of people getting their treadmills during lockdown? Because I do. I sure remember. They said the restrictions are going to see between three to six seats cordoned off per aircraft between now and April 2023. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, so next, supermarkets. Man, I'm going to have to give me some chickens. They're going to face, they could face egg shortages. Well, if it's bird flu, but I'm such a germaphobe, my birds wouldn't get the flu. You know what I mean? Because it's me. I'd be wiping their beaks off with Clorox. Genuine threat to the industry with poultry farmers claiming there will be no eggs by Christmas if the government does not intervene. So they're saying that supermarkets could face a major shortage of eggs because bird flu, bird flu sweeping UK and not just UK, it's sweeping everywhere. It's going across Europe and uh, people in the United States are kind of wondering with furrowed, worried brows. Tennessee voters get mad. I have this labeled as FFS, so you can guess. Uh, Hundreds of Tennessee voters cast ballots in wrong races due to redistricting confusion. Hmm, who runs? We're going to actually look at Maricopa County. We're going to look at who the party affiliations are here coming up, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, But in Tennessee, election workers are scrambling to get hundreds of voters new provisional ballots because they accidentally cast their votes in the wrong congressional races due to confusion caused by redistricting. More than 435 voters in Davidson County, Tennessee, cast their mail-in ballots in the wrong districts, prompting election workers to check each person's precinct and registration information to provide correct provisional ballots ahead of Tuesday. Hmm, it's not clear how the mistakes were made, but I have some guesses. And also, interest payments on the national debt now exceed our military spending. And apparently most UFOs are Chinese surveillance drones or airborne clutter, says the Pentagon. So can we shoot them down? Stay with us. Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, Food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home 
at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Bipartisan tax cut will help reduce the economic burden of the cost of menstrual products, especially for lower-income Michiganders. Saving people with a period from paying taxes on up to $4,800 in spending over the course of their lifetime. What the hell is this people with a period? Look, if you're a dude, I've told you this, and you're bleeding from your bits, you need to go see somebody. Kane, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Was that coffee? You choose to do it while I'm drinking coffee. I swear I didn't see you. Maybe I did. I didn't, though. I'm sorry. Did you get it? Did you make a mess? No. Are you okay? No, I'm all right. Everything's fine. Anyway. So far. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) It's like, everything's fine so far. You just became a meme, but like audio meme. Welcome back to the show. Lovable. We're going to get through this smiling because, you know, you have enough time in life to be miserable, right? So let's be happy. So that was Big Gretch. I'm never, ever going to call her anything else. Big Gretch is like a, like, that's like the matriarchal biker nickname in a way, but she doesn't have a bike. She's not cool enough, but you know what I mean? Like she's, she's, I just think it's hysterical. Big Gretch. She's saying, well, you know, the people with periods. What a way to make your pitch, by the way. Like, what a way. Your final pitch to get people to vote for you, and you're going to be all people with periods. They are women. Why do we have to do this every damn time? Why do we have, do we need to have a biology lesson? Do we? (sighs) Telling you. It just seems like a dumb thing to do. You first you call everybody stupid over socialism, which was they were accurate about, and then you say that you're going to stop all the drilling and you're not going to have any. Yeah, there you go, right there. What a great pitch! So that's Big Gretch up in Michigan, and uh, people with a period. I'm not going to get over it. So then, and we've been going over everything as it relates to midterms, and I wanted to give you some of the latest stuff too. So I don't know if you let me pull this. This is the last. The last defense, the press is going overtime. Efforts by the president and allies in Congress to steer the conversation to labor market, uh, to the labor market concerns. This was a piece from Bloomberg, uh, which I don't like as a publication, but whatever. But they, it's in, within this, they actually have that Biden was upset at his advisors for not telling him that inflation wasn't transitory. Not making this up. Not making this up at all. That's what they had in there okay there you go well i think that's um he that's it's a it's it's an excuse he knows it democrat blame game in full swing republicans are poised for midterm games uh more headlines it is true uh vote i mean this they've already for the past what two weeks i think that they've been setting up this excuse really though what can be the excuse they ignored everything about crime and, and inflation and everything else for how long now? It's been the record high inflation, the highest in 40 years. This is goofy. There's no excuse for it. And it's going to show at the polls. 
Now, I said earlier that lawsuits were already flying, and uh, I wanted to get into the makeup of the House and Senate seats. We will do that. But first off, we have the... Uh, they said that the White House was saying, Karen Jean-Pierre was saying yesterday, and we played this audio already, that well, we may not know all of the winners of the elections for a few days. I think that that's, and I absolutely know, that's unacceptable. Uh, we need to know it the day of, the day that we vote. Um, and what's more, what's going on in Maricopa County? So here's, let me pull this up in Arizona. There are, no, I have so many sources on this. So there was... Key votes, votes in key Arizona County are being misread. One poll worker, this is out of town hall, was saying that 25% of, ba- 25% of ballots were misread on one tabulator. And they were saying that, and Kane has the audio. So this is one of the poll workers. This was in Maricopa County this morning explaining this. Listen. Can you repeat that? I can promise can you. Re- can you start from the beginning yeah. and repeat that? So what happens is we have two tabulators. One of the tabulators is not working, okay? The other tabulator is taking about 75% successful. So 25% of them are being misread, and it could be a printer issue, um, or it could be the tabulator itself. So when it's misread, you have an option to put it into what's called box three, and it gets read, whether it goes downtown and gets read manually, or whether it gets refed in into our tabulator. We don't want to adjudicate. They get read, no. okay? So no one's trying to <laughs> deceive anybody. Of course not. Not on election day. That would never happen, right? No. That would never happen. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. That's very interesting. So I'm, I'm just... That's very interesting. And Tom Bevan. Tom Bevan, of all people, who is not at all hyperbole. He doesn't get in... He's not a bomb thrower. He's none of that... He was saying that his parents had to go to two different locations and still were not able to vote because the machines weren't working. And Tom Bevan says his parents live in Mesa. Now, they said apparently it started with a single location and then it might so like in Anthem, Arizona. That was so that was in the video that you heard was in Anthem, Arizona, Maricopa County. So that's where that took place. And. Is I just I have a major problem with all of this. Now here's what's. Let me pull this up. Bear with me because we've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, is isn't this Katie Hobbs's job? Yeah, actually. So the way that elections run, and we're going to deep dive on this with Ken Cuccinelli because every state has it organized differently, but ultimately it all falls under the purview of the Secretary of State. Who is the Secretary of State in Arizona? It's Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is also running for governor. Katie Hobbs apparently doesn't know her head from a hole in the ground. So I, I'm not surprised that it's a disaster. This is why it is so important to pay attention who you're voting for, especially for these, these other offices that you may not be paying attention to as much as some of these other ones. Is this not Katie Hobbs's job? I mean, why are they having so many problems in Arizona? I've got, I've got questions. Why are they having so many problems in Maricopa County? One of the, their elections director, Ray Valenzuela, he's a Democrat. I don't want to go and say it's because he's a Democrat, but who historically have always been election deniers and who were the party that were doing the stuff that they were doing back in 2016? I'm just laying things that have already happened and are documented out on the table. 
If they don't like it, then stop doing it. So I'm just, I'm just curious. Stay in line if you are voting, though. Do not leave line for anything in this world. Stay and make your vote count. But they said that 20%, let me pull this up. This is, they said that there were about, uh, coming, uh, there were about, they were experiencing issues at 20% of voting locations in Maricopa County. And that's, uh, well, we'll keep an eye on all of that. But yes, absolutely post your experiences, post about your experiences. But yeah, Ray Valenzuela, he's the Maricopa County Director of Election Services. This literally is his job. And if I understand it correctly, isn't part of his job to make sure that the stuff is working properly? Uh, I was looking at, and again, it, it, these, the way that it's organized state by state is a little different, but you know, from, from what I understand, that's part of his literal job is to make sure that this stuff is, uh, that these machines are, are working properly. Hmm. Now, Stephen Reichter, he is, uh, the county recorder, Maricopa. He's Republican. But I just still, this is why you got to pay attention to all of this stuff that's, that's, you know, that who's in charge of things. Now, I will say this. It is not beyond the realm of possibility that you could actually have a glitch or something malfunctions. I do think it is not now widespread is a completely different thing. So bear in mind. But I don't like to approach every single thing with, oh my gosh, they're out to get me or something like that. That, that kind of perspective. So do keep, do keep a reasoned um, you know, perspective on this stuff. But we'll keep an eye on all of this as well and share with you all of the latest. Because there, there isn't really, I mean, honestly, it's 2022. It's the United States. We are the freest country in the world. And we should be able to have these free and fair elections and have results the day of. That's just, you know, the bottom line. Now... Let's, uh, I'm going to look at some of this other, we've got, we've got a lot to hit today. Uh, the a Georgia court, let me pull this up. This is via Daily Caller as well as, uh, I have three uh, local sources or Georgia sources as well. Uh, this came in, this is as of yesterday evening, a court extended the absentee ballot return deadline Monday for Cobb County, Georgia voters after the county's election board failed to send out more than 1,000 ballots on time. So in Cobb County, Georgia, their county's election board failed to send out more than a thousand ballots on time. They said they had not sent absentee ballots to hundreds of voters who had asked for them weeks earlier, despite a state legal requirement to do so within three days of processing an absentee ballot application. And so they said, so there was this issue. They said that some of these voters who had requested ballots have voted by other means and the board mailed ballots to some of the still affected voters overnight, according to the court. And so they said that it was maybe new staff who did not follow procedures. They said that absentee staff have been averaging 80 more hours per week. They're exa- I don't care. I don't care how many hours. I don't care. You know who else averaged a lot of hours a week? This is first off. They're averaging a lot of hours right now during this particular election cycle. I guarantee you they are not averaging the hours that business people who've had all their businesses and livelihoods shut down over lockdown that they actually put in. And now they want to get in and make sure that their vote counts and, and change all the stuff and remove all of the people who did that to them. I'm just saying. You know what you're getting into when you sign up to work for elections and elections happen 
I mean, we, we, we have them every couple of years. So stop. I just don't, I just don't think there's any excuses for this stuff. I really don't. Uh, additionally, so this, um, uh, oh yeah, on election day, also unleaded gasoline. They they said, uh, it's like almost, it's what, 380 per gallon nationwide. Nice. Yeah. Just go and pay your, just go look, fill up your gas tank and go grocery shopping. And then you tell me how you feel. You know, look at your 401k. Then you tell me how you feel. ABC has been pressing this red mirage headline. I don't know if you've seen this. They uh, were really, I think they were trying to, they said it's an artificial GOP lead. It will likely reoccur Tuesday. Now, on what they're basing this on, I'm not quite sure. This is how the article goes. They say as, as early election day results come in on Tuesday, it will appear, it'll likely appear that Republican candidates vying for any number of federal or nationwide races they appear to be leading their Democrat opponents, even by large margins. They said those leads will dwindle, dwindle or crumble completely after perceived dumps of votes are recorded uh, by state election officials who count mail-in and absentee ballots in the days or weeks following Election Day. They, they I mean, this whole thing, they said, oh, the illusion was they're, they're, they're setting up this whole, uh, they're trying to pin it on Trump and like the great lie. That's what the whole point of this piece. The red mirage. It's not a mirage. Uh, the last defense, I told you, the blame game's in full swing. I just wish that we could have elections where people acted like normal people, right? Where, where it was just people were just normal. The Hill says that Biden predicts Democrats will win the Senate. Uh, did he fall and hit his head again? I don't know. Did he? He said, uh, Democrat Party, we're going to have majority control of the Senate after Tuesday's uh, midterm. That's what he said. He said, I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, good for you. Go ahead and let him believe that. Go ahead. Although that's not what that's not what we've been seeing. I mean, if anything, there's just some races they're just not going to win. If anything, it'd be deadlock. Worst case scenario, it'd be deadlocked again. But you know, uh, before we go, I have to play because I cannot believe this literally happened. Uh, this is audio soundbite twenty. So he's Biden's been on the campaign trail, and he was at uh, a historically black college. And I don't know why he does this stuff, but he does. And this is what he said, Audio by 20, in his speech. You know why? HBCUs don't have the endowments other have, but guess what? You're just as smart, you're just as bright, you're just as good as any college in America. Hmm. Why does he keep doing this? Exactly. Why? Why does he keep doing this? But he thinks that they're, they're going to keep sending. Okay. Yeah. We have a lot more on the way, including, uh, yeah, the Boyardee thing. But we also have all of the latest with the projections, where things are, where things could be, what I think they're going to be. Uh, and then, all, obviously, I, I, I encourage you to formulate your own uh, opinions on this. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your 
door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. The feelings, the environment, the attitude when it comes to the economy. Our poll finding that more than 8 in 10 voters say they are dissatisfied with the current state of the economy. We haven't seen a number that high on this question since 09, 10, around the time of the crash, the Great Recession, that period of time. And then when you ask people straight up, what's the most important issue as you make up your mind? Economy and cost of living, inflation, those two combined for 37 percent here in terms terms of being the top issue and the folks who cite that at their top as their top issue are breaking in our poll for Republicans by a 43 point margin. Yep. That's on MSNBC. That is correct. See, this is what Democrats didn't talk to people about. They didn't talk to people about this stuff. They didn't say anything to them about this. They were talking about everything else, pronouns and all kinds of garbage. No one gives a rat's ass about that. People are broke. Okay, they're broke. They're paying a ton for gas. They're paying a ton for groceries. They're paying out the nose for their mortgage, for their rent. Young adults can't even go out and and buy a house with the same ease that their parents did. They can't pay off their student loans, thankfully, because, well, as Democrats were saying, they said, no, thankfully, we've nationalized everything. When when Biden was vice president. Nationalized student loans, making them even more expensive, and then they act like it's everybody else's fault and responsibility. No, no, no. That's not how any of this works. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon here. It's election day. We're going down all of this. We were talking a little bit about uh, some of the, what's going on in Maricopa, right? The hell's going on in Arizona? This was a very interesting piece. Flashback to just last month about their county recorder's office. He is described as a hardcore libertarian. He was elected Republican. He blasted the way the Democrat ran the county elections. We're going to get into all of this and more. We're out of time at this point, but we got a lot coming up. I want to continue talking about this because what's going on in Maricopa? Why were they not ready for this? I mean, it's like, you know, we knew when Election Day was going to be, right? Everybody knew it was on the calendar for a little while. We got that in a heck of a lot more. Second hour Election Day coverage coming up right after this. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is the 
their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. But look, I, this is 2022 and the court, this is an election where the courts have told us you're not allowed to share a bottle of water with a voter, but you can greet them with an assault weapon. I mean, th- that, that should send shivers down our well, spine. Say- Who is this jack wagon? Who is David Jolly? No clue. Let's, I don't even know who this cat is. Oh, he's a dork who is some, uh, who was this guy? Who's David Jolly? He was, what was this on? MSNBC? This dude? Oh, boy. Welcome, everybody, to the second hour of election. Election Day programming. Dana Lash here, your mean, hateful, somewhat optimistic, somewhat lovable curmudgeon. So, yeah, who's David Jolly? Is he even like an actual... Who is this guy? Uh, let's see. Oh, he's he's one of those guys who was a Republican and then nobody liked him anymore. So he decided that he would pimp himself out to the Democrat Party so he could get attention because, you know, what's a what's a washed up politician to do? Really? He was in a 13th congressional district. So he's decided to do the first off. I think that he probably needs to know a little bit about what's going on in Georgia. He's like, well, you this is literally this is David Jolly. Well, you can you. You can't share a bottle of water with ain't nobody, but you can go out there and bring your gun. That's not, that's literally not the law, guy. That's not the law. You know what the law is? You can't actually bring any kind of firearm. He wouldn't know an assault weapon. He, he would have no idea what that was, number one. Clearly, he doesn't know what election, what, how law governing polling places. You can't bring a firearm to a polling place. And no one said you couldn't share a bottle of water. You, you moron. Good grief. No one said that. You know what the law is? The law in Georgia is you can't have people going out electioneering. If you are a grown ass adult and you go and vote and and you don't. Br- I always have a tumbler. Wa- I have two. I've got two tumblers of water. If you can't bring yourself something to drink, you got to be a toddler and have people pack snack bags for you. You got to go and have somebody hand you water when you go vote. Maybe you shouldn't be voting. But furthermore, that's not what this said. You can't have campaigns go out and hand people water while they're in the line at a polling place. And there are, uh, I mean, you have uh, uh, areas around polling places that are designated as non-electioneering areas. So you can't wear a shirt that has the slogan on it, Democrat or Republican, or a hat or anything like that. And it's viewed as a form of electioneering. And that's what is not allowed. So someone can share a drink with you if you know you're in line with somebody but you can't have people handing you out water and by the way my gosh why is that the big thing where in the hell did that come we have really people in america are so damn helpless i'm going to die i didn't pack myself any snacks any water anything i'm going to languish to the point of death while i wait to vote because democrats can always be counted to screw up a polling place doesn't matter that's dumb Guys like this should be publicly ridiculed. I would have made him cry. They should be publicly ridiculed. I have zero time, zero courtesy, zero mercy for fools like this. Well, they can you you can greet them with a gun, but you get that's that's actually a felony. You dummy, you can't electioneer. What a dumb fr- is that? No wonder MSNBC's tanking and everybody they gotta lay people off. 
I'm being nice that I'm stopping here, by the way. So the all the latest with our uh, with our midterm elections here, and we were looking at some of the stuff that was happening in Arizona, and I just uh, it's it, I just you you know when the elections are. Everybody knows when the elections are. They're the same. We knew, Kane, when did we know about midterms? I knew it even before the 2020 election. That's right. And guess what? We know midterms like years from now, too. Yep. We know when the next general election is going to be, too. Yep. That's pretty, on, pretty far down the line. We know when all of this stuff is going to happen. It's not like it's a secret. We know when it's going to happen. But you, 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 know, you have your stuff ready. Have your machines working. That's what your, that's what your officials on the Board of Elections do. Your Secretary of State. Katie Hobbs is the Secretary of State of Arizona. Maybe girlfriend should have been doing her job more. I know, apparently she's not ready to run for governor because she can't even run her damn elections as she's supposed to as Secretary of State. Now, apparently there were issues reported with machines in Wick, Wickenburg, Arizona, northwest of Maricopa. And one of the, there's all kinds, I've got all kinds of, there's all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just a little weird. Just saying, it's a little weird. Now, I like to be the, uh, I don't want to immediately be, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and it takes me a lot to get to that point, to even entertain the ideas. But this, I I mean, it's just, I just, I'm just kind of shocked that, you know, it's like, where, come on, like, just figure out how to work this. I see stuff from Tom Bevan. Tom Bevan is not, you know, uh, a bomb thrower he was saying that his parents were having trouble voting in mesa uh harmeet dillon was saying that if you've checked in at a Maricopa, maricopa county voting location where tabulators don't work you should not leave and go to another location without casting a vote because she says your provisional ballot at a new location will likely not count now this is harmeet dillon who is i think you've probably seen her on fox and she's been on this program before she's a, an attorney And she says, if you have already checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where the tabulators do not work, you can A, wait for your ballot to be tabulated on site and then B, ask to use the disabled voting machine uh, and three, leave your ballot in a box to be counted later at headquarters. She says, if you have not checked in to vote in Maricopa County and you are informed that the tabulating machines are not working there, you can go to another site in the county. And uh, there's a list over at elections.maricopa.gov slash voting where you can find out where to vote. She says that if you're leaving your ballot in the box to be tabulated, there are trained Republican volunteers, she says, who follow and track the transportation of these ballots and monitor their counting. She says this was prearranged given prior issues in Maricopa County. So to recap, Harmeet Dillon, who's an attorney, and she's been working with election integrity stuff, she was saying if you've checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where the tabulators don't work, don't leave. Do not leave. Do not leave and go to another location without casting a vote because she says your provisional ballot at the new location likely won't count. And if you've checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where the tabulators do not work, you can wait for your ballot to be tabulated on site. You can ask to use the disabled machine or leave your ballot in a box to be counted at headquarters. And she says that if you've not checked in to vote in Maricopa County and you're informed that the machines are not working there, you can go vote at another site. And they have it at elections.maricopa.gov. Now, the boxes she adds 
There are trained Republican volunteers who follow and track the transportation of the ballots. It was all prearranged given the previous issues that they had in Maricopa County. So she says, make sure you vote. So I'm glad that someone is out there explaining. So, and Carrie Lake was, was saying kind of the same thing, too. She was saying, make sure you vote, don't get out of line, you know, all of this stuff. So this, I, I mean, it, you shouldn't even have these issues in the first place. You should not even have these problems in the first place. It's, it's grief. So uh, a couple of other things here. I mean, so it's like, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. So did everybody get a Powerball ticket? My husband calls it a tax on stupidity. I sure did. All right. Well, n- none of you law, none of you won because the winning ticket went to one person in California. Two billion has cash value of nine hundred ninety-seven million. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It uh, was sold in California. The winning. It's better that I didn't win because I was telling Kane and Juan and Steve it would be like Galadriel with the one ring. It would have. I mean, yeah, I would have given it to some charity. You know, I would have given it to charity and all that. But then I also would have spent an ungodly amount of money to ruin the lives of political opponents. And I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm not remotely exaggerating i'm being i've never been more honest in my life with you than i am being right now i absolutely would have done that i would have made it to where three generations later they were still dealing with my lawfare i would have literally set up a trust a fund that continued it even after you know in perpetuity even after they were dead it would have kept going i mean that's literally i mean that's so it's probably better king that i didn't i mean out of you know that would have donated to you know my church and you know a uh, whole bunch of other stuff, a whole bunch of Salvation Army, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'd shelters. Set up a trust. Huh? I'd set up a trust well, and yeah, then do obviously. all the donating from there. Well, I'm saying after I did, after I had my call the Lord, I mean, that goes without saying. Do I have to, golly, <laughs> goes without saying. You I would have all that stuff set up first. You know how mad I was last night when they said the uh, results are still pending due to a glitch? Oh, I was heated. Till that glitch may, may have been Dana Lash. I'm just saying. Or so. I I mean not like what was the what was the chance in winning like one in a patrillion something like that I don't even know I don't know but it's fun to just pretend but so it's better that I didn't so I think we can all breathe a sigh, sigh of relief because there would I mean it would have been ridiculous so yay yay can you be happy about not winning all that yeah so that's yeah two how much is it if you get in the if you do the one lump sum you get because they think they get pretty much a billion dollars not even doing anything because taxes are theft they didn't do nothing but they're gonna get like a billion dollars man it better not be no progressive that's all i'm gonna say i know it's in california though i hope it's somebody on skid row i really do i actually hope it's someone on skid row and they just use the money to annex all of la that'd be hysterical I really hope that happens. That would be wonderful. Let's, let's, let's do it like that. All right. So we have, man, ever, I, and I hope if you haven't gone out to vote today, you need to go out and vote because the voting starts with you. Today, the new day starts with you. I said on Jesse Waters' show yesterday that democracy isn't on the ballot. I'm so tired of people saying this. Democracy's on the ballot. Democracy's not on the ballot. Democracy is the ballot. And Democrats are on the ballot this whole the what the act of of choosing your elected official 
That is what democracy is called. That is the democratic process that we have in our republic. So, I don't know. There was a thing in Newsweek. I've seen this all. I've seen all this uh, where, oh, it's democracy. Democracy's on the back. I'm so tired of it. It's just an, an uneducated statement. And it's, it's hysteria to scare people. That's all it is. So coming up, this is what we got. Uh, oh, man, we got old Karen at Big Mad. What's his name? What's uh, Howard Stern? He looks like somebody's great aunt that slips you their pow mouths. You know what I mean? Doesn't he? <laughs> Doesn't he, though? Was he edgy at one point? He's like, he's like somebody's great aunt. He's going to slip you some of their pow mouths. Uh, and, and he's mad. He's like, oh, there's going to be a civil war if Herschel Walker wins. Why? Because he's white and he doesn't want black people to hold elected office. I mean, I'm just curious, you know, because he's a white Democrat. I'm just I'm just asking for historical purposes. That would explain his perspective. So we got uh, Big Mad Karen. Uh, we also are going to talk with Ken Cuccinelli, who is who, all right. So the elections in each state and county. How is that? Uh, how are those handled? And why are there these problems in Arizona? Because, like I said, it's it's not that we didn't know when the elections were going to happen, right? It's not we didn't know any of this. And a deeper dive into what you need to watch, so that the I'll give you some 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 markers, so that if you see these things happen, you're going to have an idea of where the elections are going to go. You're going to know pretty, and I think we'll know pretty early on how that's going to happen. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. The Biden administration was paying for room service and child care for illegal entrants who were housed in hotel suites. They got room service, too. What? I want room service. The uh, illegal entrants were in taxpayer-funded hotel suites. They had very comfortable accommodations, room service, child care. Uh, and uh, they, yeah, that's like they had all kinds of fun stuff. Drinks and snacks and uh, meals and all kinds of it. Because the requirements for a lot included the service provider, according to a FOIA request, must provide meat-based courses at every meal, which is delivered to each person's room, 24-hour access to drink and snack, drinks and snacks, TVs, uh, mattresses of a certain thickness. It had to be four inches thick. Uh, that was the, I mean, just like little, I mean, there are people in the United States who do everything right, who don't get this. I mean, what in the world? I mean, if I was, I mean, hell, with how broke everybody is, every, I mean, you're going to have an influx of people leaving the United States, going into Mexico, and then coming back in. I'm just saying, it's, and the hotels were located in Texas and in Arizona. 
Uh, the Powerball, as we said, was the drawing was delayed, but it's been determined. It's somebody in California who won it. So there go my dreams of making uh, miserable messes of the lives of all my political enemies. I have been. I'm glad, real I was denied the one ring. Uh, Twitter use is growing under Elon Musk. I actually even noticed my engagements grow because, I mean, normally I couldn't even hardly see people. There were people who I did not even people who I forgot were on there and I'm like you I remember you I love your stuff I never saw their stuff anymore but they said that the growth is at a halt hit an all-time high under Musk so all these people who cried and took their ball and went home (laughs) you can stay home Philly Home Depot workers rejected the, uh, unionizing in a lopsided vote. It was a Philadelphia Home Depot store Saturday night. They shot down a drive to unionize the location. It would have been the first fully unionized uh, Home Depot. Up next, Ken Cuccinelli and uh, what's going on in Maricopa? Stay with us. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. And these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. Talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. Awesome. I don't what's even going, believe I We are at this location, and their voting machines are not working properly. They don't count the ballots. You go in to register, they give you a ballot, which takes like 20 minutes, which is ridiculous. You go in, you place, you do your voting, you go in, you give it into the machine, and it won't take it. It says misread ballot. Every single person in there is getting a misread ballot. Oh, no. So now all just they have to drop into them into slot, the box so hand, hand counted, supposedly hand counted. Yeah. My husband's done two ballots. He had to do a canceled ballot. The second ballot he went in to vote, same thing. So every person in that line now that's standing there is not going to get counted properly that we don't know. Wow. And that's that's coming out of uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and apparently as of 9 a.m., according to ABC Channel 15, their data guru, they said as of 9 a.m., about 45,000 voters have checked into uh, Maricopa County and they were giving the breakdown. And there's a, a according to these on-site surveys, however much stock you want to put into them, there are a lot of Republican voters there. But this woman and welcome back to the program, your lovable curmudgeon here, Dana Lash. 
this woman was what she's saying is what Tom Bevan's parents and Tom Bevan, as you know, RCP, Real Clear Politics, he's not a bomb thrower. He's saying that his parents had to go to two separate polling locations because the same thing was happening there. Uh, there were reports, you know, all over in Arizona, not just even in Maricopa County where this has been happening. And I just keep thinking, isn't this Katie Hobbs's job? How is this happening? Joining us to kind of dive into this and also touch on some of the D- the Department of Justice's poll monitors is Ken Cuccinelli, former Virginia Attorney General and uh, Acting Deputy Secretary of DHS. He's National Chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative. Very important organization. Ken, good to see you. What is going on in Arizona? I, because it's all, it's, if only they could have anticipated that the election was going to be today. Yeah, well, if only someone had told them before today. Yeah, so I watched uh, their own video of their explanation of the problem, and they said about 20% of their tabulators aren't working. And they urge people to either go to another polling place, which apparently you can do in Arizona. In Virginia, you got to vote at your own, where I am. Mm-hmm. and um, Or you can stick it in a box, a locked box, they say secure, and it'll be taken to a central tabulator which is how they tabulate the mail-in votes. So from their perspective, they think they have a reasonable solution. The problem is this should have never happened in the first place. And there are reasons people vote in person on election day is they want to see it go in the tabulator and they want to see it counted. Right. And now they're denied that option. And, and then these same people will complain when there is a lower confidence level expressed in the election when it's their fault yeah um and you note of course dana that katie hobbs is the secretary of state and is nowhere to be seen on this today not surprisingly perhaps because it would be too embarrassing for her yeah that's that's pretty amazing she's the secretary of state not a single word and i've been looking i've been scouring not a single word from her about this so far one other thing on that dana she was asked not just by carrie lake but by Democrats to recuse herself from overseeing this election. And she declined. She declined to do that. So she had a chance to step out of owning this problem. And she said, oh, no, I'm in charge. She owns this. And she doubled down on owning this problem. And it's just one more reason people ought to not give her a promotion. Yeah, that's a really good point. Talking with Ken Cuccinelli, the chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative. One of the things that Harmie Dillon was saying, she's an attorney. I know you're familiar with her. She's been on Fox. She was saying that she was advising people to stay in line and have their ballots, which kind of seems to go because you're, you and I, I think, sort of view this as the same. I want to see my I like to see my vote count. I like to see, you know, the the machine boop, 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 and then, you know, tabulate it. She was saying put it in the box because they had they were anticipating this because of I guess there were a lot of previous problems, particularly with Maricopa County, but throughout Arizona, but especially in that county. And so they have a lot of Republicans that are watching the boxes and will be accompanying them to the headquarters they said where they're counted? Yes, and that that is part of the security and oversight. I mean, we're named the Election Transparency Initiative for a reason. That transparency is critical. And what that means is citizens have eyes on that box all the way till those ballots go in a tabulator. And um, so again, there are backup mechanisms, but they are doing nothing to inspire confidence in their operations here after all the questions that came out of Maricopa County two years ago. Yeah, I mean, what's, what is, what's wrong with demanding that, you know, it's the United States, it's 2022. 
We can have our elections in a day. We should be able to count everything in a day and know definitively, except in the areas I get it, you know, where you don't get 50 percent, you have to have the runoff. But aside from that, we should know, you know, within the day. Is that unrealistic? Because it doesn't seem like it should be. So in Florida in 2020, a lousy year for our elections, they were done counting on election night. And that is the third largest state. It is the largest swing state. And they were done on election night with no complaints from either side, no major complaints from either side. So it this can be done. Now, mind you, Florida had Bush v. Gore 20 years ago. Mm. And they were humiliated. And it wasn't allegations of fraud. It was utter incompetence on a statewide basis. And um, they spent years fixing up that system. And what a lot of Americans have realized in the last two years is we've been ignoring our election systems. We have a lot of work to do. Now, I will say this. As we sit here today, Dana, we are far better off than we were two years ago, including in Arizona, by the way because there are more security provisions in place, there's more transparency in place, um, and, and that those things do give you greater confidence in the outcome. We still, though, have a lot of work to do, and you and I have just been talking about Maricopa County. Yeah, there's a lot so, of work to be done. We're you know, this, is, this is a problem that, as you said, it's not like they didn't know Election Day was coming. They should have been testing every one of these machines, not spot testing them, which I suspect was going on, because I doubt this was working at 5 a.m. and stopped working at 6 a.m. Oh, that's a really important point. Ken Cuccinelli is with the Election Transparency Initiative. He's a national chairman. Uh, The uh, talking about some of these voting places and and, and I was looking at the it seems petty, but to even do this now, but. At the same time, I feel like after everything in 2016 and some of the stuff in 2020, you know where I'm going. It's necessary. I immediately look at the party affiliation. Who is the county recorder? Who is the who are the board of elections? Who is the secretary of state? Who is the director of elections? And I realize states have and counties have different setups to administer their elections. But I immediately want to look at what's the party makeup? Not saying that every Democrat is like this. And there are certainly some Republicans that are, I would say, compromised. There was I was reading about Stephen Riker. There's some criticisms coming out about about the county recorder there but you know by and large it it doesn't make me think that they're necessarily incompetent it just makes me distrust their ethics and i i want to know that that it's being handled you know in a, in a proper manner I, I, am i just being way too i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i do get a little uneasy speak to that a little bit because i don't want to sure. undermine faith in our electoral system but at the same time i just feel like it should be pretty bipartisan it, it should. And, um, you know, where I'm going later today is up to Prince William County, Virginia, where two swing races are going to have yeah. um, uh, not be decided alone, but it's the major county in two races. And um, we have a, a registrar there. That's the title in Virginia for the local person who runs the election, who has shown a propensity to just not take the law as a suggestion instead of a requirement. And the Republicans took him to court. He got spanked earlier this week or last week. And um, yet he's violating other laws as well. And it doesn't, we haven't seen anybody doing anything fraudulently, but the, the laws are there at the outset. So everybody's playing by the same set of rules. And part of those rules are just what you said, Dana. Both sides get to watch. They get to see everything. And if you're hiding things, the natural question is why? Why? That isn't a partisan question. 
That's a human question. And the whole reason, if you don't want people to question your performance, let them watch what you're doing, even your mistakes and how you solve them. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, we don't get a lot of that openness in many places. And it is that it's the cover up, right? That's always worse than the crime. Right. Um, that's what really pulls the plug out of the tub on election confidence. You had noted earlier uh, you had retweeted the uh, election transparency initiative on Twitter because Fetterman, Fetterman's campaign, they've already hired lawyers, which that immediately I saw this last night and I thought he's going to drag this out either. You know, it's an optic to try to, you know, easier explain a loss or something. But it, they said that they had a memo to reporters buckle up for a long week they, before a vote's even counted. They're already telling people this. It, it's almost like they really do want to sow, you know, this this suspicion in the minds of voters to not trust this system if it doesn't benefit well, them. Well, when they think they're going to lose. Yeah. For 20 years, election denialism was fanned and supported by the by the mainstream media, and then it was suddenly insurrection. Now it is back in. It's it's a media fad. It's okay to deny elections. Stacey Abrams was already doing it. Joe Biden's been doing it since January. John Fetterman's doing it. Um, but but understand this: in Pennsylvania, Dana, this is a tactical move on their part. They're conditioning the people of Pennsylvania because they're going to sue expecting that very left-wing political Supreme Court to hand them whatever they need to win. They're counting on that state Supreme Court. Note, they will not sue in federal court. They will sue in state court because they have a very left-wing Supreme Court that has two of the justices ran on the idea that they would make these decisions on a left-wing basis. So uh, that's a Supreme Court that can cause very serious problems um, in election confidence, in the outcome. And the Fetterman team with Mark Elias on board uh, of, you know, of Russiagate fame mm-hmm. or me, um, is leading that legal effort. So th- that's what's going on. It isn't just that they're calling the election into question because Oz looks like he's leading now. It's because they have a plan and that plan is to deliver up a questionable enough election to their state Supreme Court that they already know what that state Supreme Court will do. That could be thwarted if there is strong enough turnout, could it not? Of course. You can always outvote the margin of litigation. Love that. Uh, you know, and... Uh, that's how and it that's should be. I mean, and that's why I, I'm hoping that turnout, because I know typically in midterms, turnout kind of tends to lag a little bit, especially when compared yeah. with general elections. Are, are you seeing that this time around? Because in certain areas, and I know every every area is different. You can't use one as like the universal representation for all. But some of these areas are, I'm a little surprised, like Georgia's early voting. And, you know, even where I'm at in Texas, it's been a little surprising because we've, you know, we've been on the struggle bus a little bit with some midterm turnout. Well, and, um, you know, Georgia is an interesting choice because of the left wing explosion over what voting suppressors they've been. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. All the election cleanup they did has led to the highest turnout in their primary and so far in their general, in the early voting. Um, Virginia last year um, blew the doors off of turnout. Now, we have a four-year cycle. We have elections in odd years in Virginia, so we get different benchmarks. Normally, in the in that election cycle, the turnout is below 50%. It was like 65%. It exploded last year. And so I fully expect that what you've seen in Georgia 
will be replicated in other parts of the country. I think this is going to be a very high turnout election. That's very good for America, of course. Those of us in the election reform business want it hard, easy to vote and hard to cheat. That's but we right. want both. Both. And the American people want both. They want confidence in the outcome that only comes from security measures that are actually implemented and enforced. There we go. And that's what we need. And we need to have those uh, for sure. Well, last quick question for you talking with Ken Cuccinelli. Definitive answer tonight, you think? Uh, in some states, yes. And more in congressional races than Senate races. Uh, mm-hmm. More in the So the lo- more local the race, the more likely you'll get an earlier outcome. Boy, it feels like Oz is going to have to hire lawyers for his lawyers, I think. That's he's already I, got lawyers. Yeah, he's going to need a lot. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. What a mess. Ken Cuginelli, we appreciate what you do. Thank you so much for, for watching out on this for all of us and for joining us today. We appreciate it. Good to be with you. Of course, Keep take pushing. care. We have more to come, folks, as we wrap up this second hour, and we'll bring you all of the latest developments coming out anywhere, whether it's Arizona, no matter where it is, Pennsylvania, so you don't want to miss a single second of the show. And make sure that you also sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, Chapter and Verse. It's not going to be behind a firewall, uh, the updates tonight, uh, just because I want to make sure that everybody is you know, aware of stuff. If there's a narrative that develops, if something happens... We're going to be on it, so we'll make sure that you have that delivered right into your inbox. It's a nice service that we offer. You know, some of the most important news of the day is not covered in a lot of media outlets. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how midterm elections are less than a week away. Republicans appear to have it in the bag as far as winning the House is concerned. But what about the Senate? Also, there is the spin war that is going on over the bizarre attack on Paul Pelosi in San Francisco. Don't forget to download and subscribe to the No Chit Chat podcast. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So I got questions. This, uh, I'm going to get to, I don't even know where to start. So first off, we have a, (laughs) we had this two weeks ago, not this story, it was a different one, but I mean, with the lasers, a Florida man says that he uh, pointed a laser at a helicopter because he was being stupid. He was accused of pointing his uh, rifle and laser at a sheriff's helicopter uh, on Saturday night. He was apparently saying that he was testing out his laser. You can't, or his uh, laser, sorry, his optic. But you can't, if it's got, you can, if it got red, you can't do that. That's not good. So he faces two counts of aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, uh, and then they were charging him with a, with a weapon charge, and he had unlawful use of a laser device as well. He's in Polk County Jail. I want to get to this chicken one. I can't wait no more. I can't. TSA agents of all the things. This is nasty. So Fort Lauderdale. I know people like take things with them for Thanksgiving. It's a little early for that, but... Uh, on TSA posted on social media that at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport, there was a raw chicken coming in. And what was really interesting is that in the raw chicken was a gun wrapped in a bag. Whoa. Yeah, that's bad stuffing, man. You can't stuff a turkey with that. But also that's nasty. And they showed pictures of the turkey with said firearm right would you think that the machines are not going to find that that's one of the dumbest things i've ever seen 
And then there's a whole thing. Both fresh and cooked meats are permitted to be in carry-on bags and check luggage, according to TSA. They can be packed with ice or ice packs, but the ice or packs need to be solid. If they're melted, they will not be allowed through. Also, guns are not, are not a substitute for stuffing. There you go. Yeah, the guy got in trouble, obviously, because it's like a major big bad felony what he was doing. All right, we got more in store. Third hour on the way. All of the latest, everything you need to know going into midterm, including some bellwethers to watch for. That'll show you how the night's going to go. Stay with us. And here's the thing I want to say to everyone. Remember, fear is the point. Right. Don't let them get you to be afraid. Um, I know how these elections are run. And I was a local prosecutor and we put local prosecutors on speed dial and we were coordinated and we were out Mm -hmm. and, and looking at the various polling places. We had a hotline that people could call. There is a lot of organization around security, particularly now. So the worst thing you can do in America is not vote because the Republicans have somehow convinced you with some losers in a mask and a camo gear oh and a big God. gun that you don't have a right to go have your voice heard. Who does this? This election will be decided on that really literally, literally on the edge of a knife. I made fun of that on Instagram. Literally, literally, literally. Welcome back to the show. I'm done. Dana Lash here with you. Who's out there with a gun saying, no, you can't call vote? Can you want the privilege of being a Democrat and going out and saying whatever the hell you want? And no one fact checks you. No, not one. I mean, there are people out there, Ken, I saw them. They, they, I don't know what pronouns they were. And they were, they were scaring us and they were like trying to, they were, they were uh, screaming at us about Wi-Fi and um, EVs and, they uh, had their, their, ton- their, they were, uh, what is the, the carbonated water? The flavored, tastes like horrible? LaCroix? LaCroix. They were spraying LaCroix on us, telling us we couldn't go and vote. That happened. That was a real thing. Really? They sprayed LaCroix? Yes, it was the Pamplemousse flavor. They sprayed the LaCroix on us, told us we couldn't come vote unless we, we got rid of our pronouns. And adopted their pronouns. That happened. That's a real thing. It happened. Can you just like go on and just say whatever you want? Can we do that now? Wait, hold up. Is that a thing? Can we do that? Can we actually do that? Wait, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, wait, wait. Let's. Can we actually just say whatever the hell we want? Can we do that? Because like if we can... Let me press my mute button. Hang on. Can we actually do whatever the hell we want? Because can we? if we can say whatever we want, then... Yeah, let's do it. Let's just say whatever. Great. Okay. I mean, there's no kind. Of, I mean, we just pretend we're Democrats, right? It's like somebody can be, pretend to be a woman. We'll pretend we're Democrats. All right. All right. Let me go hit this mute button because I'm sure no one heard me. Okay. Now we're back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Katie Hobbs just set the uh, Arizona State Constitution on fire. Watched her. Watched her with my own eyes. Yep. No. Who cares about fact check? We we can identify as Democrats, and then the fact checkers will be repelled, right? They'll they'll go elsewhere, and then we'll go back to being Republican. And if they come back, then we'll pretend to be Democrats again. Isn't that how that works? I'm going to do that all the time now. We can do whatever we want. So apparently, in in uh, New Jersey, they had issues in Mercer County, a countywide system. All the machines went down. Jeez, That's so stupid. I can't even. I can't even deal with this stuff. I mean, if only they knew. If only they knew. So one of the things that you're going to want to know, first off, 
is how early can you stop watching television for all the returns coming in, right? That's what you're wanting to know. Be honest. Now, there, there are, I, I do want to say the whole ABC, it was ABC, I just, I literally just saw an Axios piece uh, about this, and I'm pulling this up. Yeah, I just saw, just saw this Axios piece where they say that this is all about, um, uh, this is a, uh, the red mirage is how they're referring to it. I don't necessarily, I don't believe that. I don't believe in a red mirage. I think that there are some races that you are going, that are going to kind of uh, give you some indications as to what's going to happen. So let's look at some of this first and foremost. You know, we're the most, uh, we're the most vulnerable incumbents in uh, the Senate are, right? And you know that it's really coming down to Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia, really. Uh, and here is... It, it, it sounded like when we were talking to, in Pennsylvania, excuse me, it sounded like when we were talking to Ken Cuccinelli, John, Fetterman and Democrats are getting ready to litigate this six ways to Sunday to try to drag that out as much as possible. And the only thing that's going to squelch that is an overwhelming, suffocating turnout. And that's what I told you is needed. You have to have an overwhelming turnout. Now, this is something interesting. Let's just like look at some of the notes here. Uh, these are all from my election notes that I have on my little doc. Uh, some of the, uh, some of this is kind of interesting. In Miami-Dade, this is Miami-Dade County in Florida. This has always been a Democrat stronghold. In fact, uh, in 2016, Hillary was plus 29 in that district against Trump. And that, uh, sorry, in that county against Trump. Now, here's how fast that changed in Miami-Dade. So Hillary Clinton was plus 29 in 2016. But in 2020... Biden was only plus seven. And one of the things to watch is if DeSantis, because in 2018, DeSantis was minus 21 points. He did not carry Miami-Dade County. That's going to be a huge shift. That's going to be a sign if he can start chipping away at some of that. In New York, that's going to be a sign for, for, for Florida overall, and I think also kind of giving in some indications of 2024. As for midterm, New York, there are a number of House seats that normally, I never ever say this. Let's watch the House seats in New York and figure out how that's going to affect. But it, there's something, you know, the, you have three in the suburbs in New York. Uh, you have New York City suburbs, two in Nassau County, that's in Long Island, that's in the third and fourth districts. One of those is Kathleen Rice's district. So she's leaving. The other guy is leaving. There are two incumbents. You have the chair of the Democratic House Campaign Committee. He's up in the 17th district. Uh, he's f- brawling with Mike Lawler to, to uh, win that seat, to stay in that seat. If they have, so if you're looking at the third, fourth, and 17th district, if you have two out of those three that end up going for Republicans, Oh, you might want to go, you know, if, if that is your crack open a cold one, be it a sodi or uh, an adult nectar beverage. Just saying. Now, in Virginia, this is the other thing that when I, I was really listening to Cuccinelli and he was talking about this. What are the districts in Virginia? I think it's the fifth and seventh. There are a couple of districts and he mentioned one of them, a couple of uh, races in Virginia that if you see these races start to 
if you see an inordinate amount of Republicans winning in Virginia, that's actually going to be a bellwether for the rest of the way the rest of the elections are going to go midterm uh, in in the rest of the country. And Virginia, they as you as we were talking about, they had that huge uh, swell of uh, really it was fueled by parents who were fighting against the CRT and school boards and it just exploded and they've taken over the governor's mansion. And I think that's I when in watching some of those races in Virginia, when you start to see I think it's like the seventh district, you start to see some of these others. Uh, that's going to be a, a big sign. That's going to be a big sign for you as to how early I think this is going to go. Now, a couple of other things. You've got New Jersey. They've got the 5th District, the 3rd. There's some fights there. Um, the 16 states that don't allow counting to start until after the polls close, uh, among them Maine, New Hampshire, Virginia, and Alaska. Which kind of makes sense, I guess. Some states allow for it so that they can do it quick more and, and faster. But there are 16 states that don't allow counting until after the polls close. So I think Virginia and New Hampshire are some of the big ones there uh, to watch for that. Uh, in looking, I've got a couple of other things here for you. In terms of the voting, it's weird that the suits are happening in Pennsylvania. They had an, a law that allocated $45 million to a number of different counties to help them handle the task of counting mail-in ballots so that they could avoid having this big uh, uh, protracted fight after uh, the polls close. And then remember in Georgia and for all of the stuff that you're hearing about Georgia and voter suppression, that's just not accurate. Uh, there had, they have a crazy voter turnout. The only thing that changed in Georgia in terms of voting, and we went over this with a fine tooth comb when this happened. So during the lockdown, there were a number of different things that were altered uh, that had been codified in their state constitution. And when they decided to amend that with these voting changes, I actually thought Georgia went too far because they have uh, a greater period of early voting. They have, uh, I mean, they're, you've heard it, what is it, Delaware has more stringent voter protection laws than Georgia at this point. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But they actually expanded uh, the early voting period, there were a number of other things that they implemented that were in direct response to how people had been voting during lockdown. And so they actually made that, they codified that, they made that part of their their law, their voting law. And so that's the only thing that changed. So the idea that it's suppression is asinine. It's absolutely asinine. Uh, and, and you're not seeing that because their early voting has been crazy. They've also had a surge in mail-in ballots. Now, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Georgia Republicans decide to try to dispute all of that, because historically, Georgia, the mail-in ballots have gone really well for Democrats. In fact, it was really a driver for victories, Democrat victories uh, in, in their Senate runoffs and in the previous presidential election as well. And so kind of interesting uh, how that all works. Now, the uh, question that I have, and this is this is I'm looking at Texas on this 28th and 34th congressional districts. One of the big questions is, is the GOP going to continue building on the gains that they are getting on their Latino gains made in 2020 and 2016? And so Henry Cuellar, who's in the 28th district, remember, he's kind of he's an interesting Democrat because he really has been hammering the Biden administration about the lack of 
any kind of border enforcement or security at all whatsoever to the point where it got the squad after him didn't wasn't aoc trying to campaign against him for her you know little socialist candidate so uh Cuellar in the 28th district he does have a republican challenger and then you have uh vincente gonzalez in the 34th district that's in uh kurv area mccallan uh, that's i think is going to answer that question in terms of or be it an insight i don't think it answers the question fully but i think it's a good indication as to how those gains are going to go particularly in that area in, the, in, in southern Texas, which has gotten predominantly uh, Hispanic Latino voters have grown more and more uh, Republican leaning as a direct response to border economy, jobs, inflation, crime, the whole issue. I mean, just I know Democrats like to think that your skin color or your genitals direct how you vote. But what we're seeing is that all of that, not a bit of it is true. So when you look at uh, black voters in Georgia, Stacey Abrams was saying that, oh, the reason that I'm not doing well is because black men are being uh, sold misinformation, which I thought was one of the most insulting, hateful things I've heard one of this election cycle. But it also it, it also kind of underscores how she's losing. She's been losing black voters and she's continuing to lose black voters. And that's a, that's a demo that she is continuing to lose uh, to Republicans. So there are a lot of this is it is a fascinating look and you can actually see your I think that as I said democracy is not what is on the ballot democracy is the ballot and Democrats are on the ballot this is the first post lockdown the first really post reopening after COVID election that we're having and voters are mad and I want you to remember I want you to remember all the videos where they were struggling to keep masks on kids faces and I want you to remember you know the the businesses that they forced down and the people who lost their livelihoods and the the mask tyranny and the forced injections and I want you to remember the defunding of police and the restorative justice that has caused crimes crime rate to spike remember all of this stuff all of it and ask yourself are you better off are you better off now when you fill up your tank? Are you better off now when you're looking as to whether or not you can afford Thanksgiving dinner? Are you better off now when you look at your kids behind academically because of the lockdowns that Democrats wanted? Are you better off now? That's the question that only you voters can answer. I've answered mine. Have you answered yours? And if you have, then ask the people around you if they've answered that question at the polls. And if they haven't, offer to drive them. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Harvard is mandating new COVID boosters and threatening to hold enrollment if students don't comply via campus reform. Starting January 2023, Harvard's requiring all on-campus students to have all the vaccinations with the boosters and everything else. And they say that uh, if you're not compliant, then you can't register for spring term. Why is anybody going to Harvard? Meteor is in a direct hit on a man's rural home in California. It killed one of his dogs and totally destroyed his property. It's a one in a four trillion freak event as uh, that's how it's being described. Dustin Proceda and his wife, Jeanette, lost their home to a fire and their dog. That's just horrible. They, there was video that captured a fireball flash in the sky. It fell rapidly to the ground. He was inside his home when he heard it hit. The house caught fire. Uh, so it's not smod, but man, it was for them. Good heavens. Uh, also, uh, looking at TSA, apparently long lines at airport security checkpoints could get worse. Uh, reports a couple of outlets if Congress doesn't pass legislation to boost the pay of TSA workers or maybe airlines could privatize the security and they could have an agreement with the federal government. I would actually trust that way more. 
We have a lot more coming up. The Bellwethers, Are You Better Off, and a ton more. Stick with us. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Uh, I am voting because the economy is a mess and we need to get the Democrats out, especially in Pennsylvania. And I'm also very concerned about crime. I don't go into Philadelphia anymore. And three of my kids live in New York City and take the subway. So I'm always praying for them and thinking about what, you know, what they're encountering in New York City. If you want to know what voters think, that's one mom in Pennsylvania. Audio Soundbite 16, this Pennsylvania voter, he says he couldn't wait to, they say they couldn't wait to get out to vote. Economy. Senior citizens, fixed income, education, eight grandchildren, and the border. Crime is a big one. And the southern border, I don't know what's going on with that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They, but she's, she's, you hear, she's, she's got her grandkids. She mentioned her grandkids. He's, he's like the crime, all of it. But they both, ish, they both stated crime. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of our third hour this election day. And this, I, I, I want to set you up with some, with the, we've been talking about some of these bellwethers, uh, of what you need to watch in order to get an idea of what tonight is going to look like. Now, I will say, you know, something that's very significant that we already know, and, and speaking of Pennsylvania, by the way, 538 shifted their projection uh, to... Uh, Republicans. Now, remember, I had said that the race that I thought was going to be the toughest for Republicans to win was going to be Pennsylvania. I want to be proven wrong. And 538 has now moved it to toss up. Wow, that's kind of significant. But we'll see. It takes turnout. I mean, it takes turnout. You got to turn out to vote. You need a huge turnout. Some of these bellwethers And everybody's talking about Virginia. A lot of people are talking about Virginia. And I think one of the reasons why they're it, it, why they're focusing on it is because the Commonwealth saw a major, major upset. I mean, an entire statewide sweep of offices, not just governors mentioned. They got the House of Delegates. And it was driven by parents namely and it was they were it was people who were upset over what was happening with their kids schools masking and crt and then it has expanded to the economy and there was there was a good piece by uh it was on cnbc let me pull this up it was larry sabato who does the university of virginia out there he was he wrote this last year at this time that you know one of the key points in Terry McAuliffe's loss was that Biden had really low ratings, and those ratings haven't improved, by the way. They haven't improved. And what we saw in Virginia just continued to expand across the country, and so a lot of people, and, and that just fires up voters even more. So in looking at this, and we're going to hit New Hampshire here real quick, too. In Virginia, as I was saying, you got seven, uh, 2nd, 7th, and 10th districts. So there's... The incumbent in the second district, uh, that is a Democrat incumbent. If they win, then it's not going to doesn't it really just means it's not going to be as heinous for Democrats as it as it would if she were going to lose. Let's be honest. Um, 
you you have Spanberger versus Vega in the seventh congressional district. If you see a GOP victory in the seventh congressional district, that's going to be kind of huge. Because a lot of people are looking at, is it going to be, what kind of historic victory is it going to be? Is it going to, are you going to see a 20 seat pickup? Because that's pretty crazy when you don't hold the office of the presidency. That is pretty significant. And then there's the incumbent in the 10th congressional district. Her name is Jennifer Wexton. If she loses to the Republican, then I think everybody's going to be freaking out and it'll be a meme of, oh my gosh, all night. That's what it'll be. Those are the three races to look at. So when you're seeing, when you're watching your television tonight and you're getting dinner ready and the kids are doing homework and you're looking at that little bottom of your, the lower third of your TV, watch for those races, Virginia, 2nd, 7th, and 10th districts. Keep an eye on those races because that's going to give you an indication as to how it's going to go everywhere else. Now, in New Hampshire, we were talking on break as to how to properly say this gentleman's name because I know I'm just, it's a, uh, Bolduke? Sure. Don Bolduke, New Hampshire. This is one of the earliest races, uh, competitive races. So they got polls that close at 8 Eastern. And that's, you got uh, Maggie Hassan, the Democrat, against Republican Don Bolduke. He's a retired Army general. That's going to be interesting. If, if, if Hassan is defeated and Bolduke wins in that, that's going to kind of set the tone for sure. These are just some of the things to watch. Some of the some of the races to watch. Definitely Virginia. Definitely keep an eye on New Hampshire because that's I mean, gosh, that's like Biden's backyard. That's kind of crazy. So this is this is all just, you know, and then you got I mean, I know there's some stuff in in Jersey and New York. That's going to be very interesting if the red wave even goes all the way up there. I mean, if you have Lee Zeldin, uh, who's been going up against Hochul, Hochul has not helped herself at all whatsoever. And the fact that her approval and enthusiasm for her has flipped so fast after she went in after Cuomo, first woman, and everyone's like, oh, woman, Democrat, yay. Now, now look where it is. It's a, a, a pretty significant. So in Pennsylvania, the turnout is going to determine whether or not that's, is it, is it decided tonight or not? I just hope people get out and vote. I want to play this. This is uh, audio, audio sound by 13. This is Oz. Last night, at his rally in Pennsylvania, closing the deal. Listen. I'm very proud of how we run this campaign. Pennsylvania is sending a very clear message to Washington. We want less radicalism and more balance. So I encourage everyone to vote. It's your duty. I'm going. Hmm. That's a good, good message. Let me put this up. Let me throw this out. I talked a little bit about this. Let me throw this out. I saw this story. This is all related out today it's called holiday hardship study finds peace one in four americans can only afford to spend 100 dollars on thanksgiving or they're skipping it entirely this breaks my heart because we went through a period of low taxation reduced government spending the our energy was not what it not the cost as it, as it is now. We we were beating the Saudis in exports, and now we're in this situation that people are struggling to pay for a Thanksgiving meal. 
And some people are probably like, well, you know, what is there? What do you got to be thankful for? It's been a tough year for a lot of people. It's been a tough couple of years. I know people who are still reeling from their businesses being shut down. And these aren't like rich people. I know that's what the left loves to say, that business owners are all these super wealthy individuals. You ask the leftists and they think that every single person who runs a business is a super wealthy person because these people have no idea what it takes. You know, I, it, it, a lot of parents have had struggles with their kids academically because of the lockdowns. You have people losing uh, massive amounts out of their 401ks. People are having to make decisions between, oh my gosh, am I going to fill my tank up or am I going to get medicine or am I going to get groceries? What am I going to do? Who was the guy who said uh, the Chef Boyardee remark? What was he saying? Oh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, you just have to eat Chef Boyardee towards the end of the week. What gets me is that that is not, that's not necessary. That is a choice. And unfortunately, it's not a choice that American families have been able to make on their own because you have politicians making really stupid decisions that are impacting them and making that choice for them. So that's what you got to think. Like, are you better off? I don't honestly, I can't point to a single thing that this administration or this Democrat Congress has done to make anything, to bring relief to anything. What they've paid out, pricey grad school college debt. Biden tweeted out, I can't believe he did this. He tweeted this out last night where he was attacking people who were complaining about having to pay, you know, the additional tax of college debt. He said, quote, you don't get to accept hundreds of thousands of dollars in pandemic loans and then attack my administration for helping working folks get some relief. Whoa, 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 hold up. He helped shut down the entire economy and enact eminent domain. No one forced anybody to take a student loan. Nobody did any of that. Are you kidding me? Trying to get working folks to pay for other people's educations. Working folks who are still paying for everything being shut down. This is, you got to think of it, this is the first huge election post-reopening that we can really, really make an impact. I saw this uh, meme kind of funny chip roy tweeted it congressman chip roy said sleep well middle finger you've got a big day ahead of you tomorrow (laughs) man i've never known anything to speak to me so much more so than that meme it's pretty amazing people are and these same people here ahead of midterms all these people that forced all this on you are asking for uh amnesty pandemic amnesty Now, look, I'm going to tell you something. I made mention of this earlier. Two things. Democracy is not what's on the ballot. Democracy is the ballot. Democrats are on the ballot. They're on the ballot. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to hear criticisms from anybody about quality of candidate, particularly when those criticisms come from people who pick Bader or Rourke. Robert Bader or Rourke. Stacey Abrams. Charlie Crist. Seriously, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, John Fetterman, the people who picked those people are mad because 
they want to criticize our quality of candidate. Remember, the candidates are the automo- they're, they're, they're the vehicle for your vote. I didn't, I'll be honest, and you guys know this, I didn't like in Pennsylvania, for instance, I didn't like Oz as a candidate, but I'm not a Pennsylvanian. He won the plurality of that vote in the primary. That is what a Republican is in Pennsylvania. They determine what that candidate looks like. And that's their right as Pennsylvanians. Just as it's their right to be able to have a candidate that can actually articulate his vision and a candidate that can debate on the Senate floor, a a senator in D.C. who actually understands that the job isn't about him and that it's not an entitlement seat. The job is about the voters. I've seen more people rush to protect John Fetterman's quote unquote, his, his supposed entitlement that he feels about this seat more so than they've protected the voters entitlement to have someone who can adequately represent them in that seat. But that's what a Republican looks like in Pennsylvania. And I'm going to tell you, and this is very rarely not the case, that sometimes the, the, the Republican that you dislike the most, they're always better than the, than the Democrat, especially if you're looking at limited government. That's just the way it is right now. It's not my fault that Democrats have gotten so tribal. They don't even allow for nuance on their policies. That's their fault. But the right isn't like that. That's why you can have somebody like Oz in Pennsylvania and you can have someone like Mike Lee in Utah. Big difference there. That's big tent. That's nuance. So you have to ask yourself, are you better off now than you were? And for the Republican Party, you better watch what voters hand you tonight. Because your 2024 depends on how well you get that message. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, is a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I look forward to writing a story in January of 2023 about how well a Governor Zeldin is working with a Mayor Adams to save New York City. That means overhauling Castle's bail. That means amending raise the age. I will declare a crime emergency on day one and suspend Castle's bail, less is more, raise the age, halt act in the discovery law changes, and force the state legislature to come to the table. Boom. That's Lee Zeldin. And, uh, man, he's putting up a fight with Kathy Hochul out there in New York. That's one of the races to watch. Welcome back to the show as we finish out this election broadcast. And the vote is in your hands. Everything, it's all in your hands now. Uh, All anyone else can do is speculate. It is all up to you. And I thought it was very interesting what Zeldin was saying there. He's like, I'm going to work, I'm going to do whatever. And that's the thing. We've gotten so tribal in this country that... You hear Democrats saying, oh, democracy is going to die unless you vote for us. They don't even allow you the freedom to think, well, what can I just make a little quick change here? Can I just like this time? Can I vote for somebody different? Oh, no, you're a betrayer if you do. You see how they try to keep people in line? They act like it's a threat. If you don't vote Democrat, this democracy is going to get it. I mean, that's a threat. That's a threat. That doesn't sound like that. That's not a that's not a slogan. Good heavens. But that's that's what they have to do, because what else are you really like? What what is, is anyone going to be out there and really go, boy, I love paying so much for gas. I love that food's so expensive. No, no one's saying that. So, like I said, you it's up to you 
all of us. The vote is in the hands of the people now. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Man, Gabby with us all. Kane, today in stupidity. All right. As uh, left-wing pundits on TV talk about democracy dying if you vote Republican, uh, Nicole Wallace just dismisses democracy altogether and starts selling you on autocracy. Listen to this. If you're not careful here, you're going to end up with a bunch of people in office that do not respect your votes, and ultimately that means they don't respect you. Well, and the, the, I mean, I think the, the, the part that's so powerful is that in an autocracy, nobody cares right. about the price of bread and milk. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, okay. Remember that when you that's go vote. Stupid. Folks, God bless us. Stay safe. Record everything if things get wonky. And uh, keep your wits about you. And then we'll all see what the results are this evening. I'll be back behind the mic with you tomorrow.